<laughs> Hold on. There he is. Oh, there you go. Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those uh, actually bring bring up their photo again. Those glasses have gone to glasses heaven. Yeah, uh, what happened? They are no more. They you, are no you more. You had enough people picking on you. No. No, apparently the indestructible glasses aren't quite so indestructible after all. Right, so they hadn't met Crafty. No, and the the <laughs> irony of it was I bought those glasses because they're big, thick, chunky, so they'd survive, you know, falling in the in the distillery or or um, I would I wouldn't lose them. That was the main thing. I wouldn't lose them, and I go and destroy them at home. <laughs> <laughs> I bent down. They fell off, fell off my head onto a tile and uh, shattered the, the the arm. So, uh, unfortunately, it's it's back to the the yeah, orange glasses. Well, so I don't. Well done, well so, done. <laughs> all right, that's enough rabbiting on. So let's get professional, guys. Uh, Aussie craft distillers shooting the shit. Welcome all, one and all. And for those who don't know, this is a machine with bolts that sometimes work, sometimes don't. So we're um, we're very professional, and we shoot the shit with with distillers and uh, people in the industry. And um, tonight, we're very fortunate. We've got Oliver Maruda, Ollie from the Whiskey List or TWL. G'day, Ollie. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good crafty. Todd and Luke, thanks for having me tonight. Ah, yeah, nice. Thanks for, uh, for being here. We're, we're looking forward to a good chat and uh, understanding what is the whiskey list, the history and everything else. But uh, before we go much further, we need to have a wee drink, don't we, guys? So let's start with the top left mine, which is the Todd. Todd? <laughs> What are you drinking, my friend? I'm drinking Tria Prima, um, the Enchantress. So still mm. keep an eye on that. Tria Prima? Ah, oh, Paul Shand, yes, yes. Yeah, Paul Shand, very nice. Excellent. Um, I can't actually remember what bottle it was now. Oops, bad me. <laughs> what's the, what's the ABV on that one? Uh, quite high. Yeah. Uh, if you can read oh, it. 46%. 46. Okay. Yeah. 46. All right. And Luke, what do you got, mate? Um, I Besides water. Because, because I wasn't sure what I felt like. So I got my Old Faithful. Usual, my Old Faithful, the, uh, the King Lake. And I also yep. pulled off the top because I forgot I had it because it was in its little container, the Coastal Stone. Mm -hmm. There we go. Very nice. Well, I might have a but then I was also given um, uh, a nasal breath. Yeah. Whiskey bitters. Whiskey bitters. 
by um, gospel. And the mate who gives it, who who gave it to me as a as a fortieth birthday present, um, said that it makes average whiskey taste much much better. So I thought I'm going to try it. I mean, you meant to use it in a cocktail or whatever, but he just adds a couple of drops to his shit whiskey to make a good whiskey. I figure that's a. It might work, so I thought <laughs> I pulled off the shelf the most shit whiskey that I've got. Oh no! But, uh, who's he going to defame? Which I've. It's it's that one. Oh yeah, yeah, that one wasn't very <laughs> wonderful, was it? <laughs> It was one of the worst things I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> and I figured I'm going to drop a, a drop or two of that in there and see if it makes it not as shit. <laughs> All right. There's a bit, uh, a bit, a bit of experimentation tonight. I'm going to start with that, actually, because then I can use the other good stuff to wash it all away. All right. Luke, you're, you're a true uh, maverick there, an alchemist. For the ages, yeah. it's 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 just you got to work with what you got. The and question is, what happens when you put it in a stunning whiskey? Yeah, that, I mean that's fucking awful on its own. <laughs> it, it really, it's just fucking awful. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put my little dropper in. One, two. Oh, wow, look at that! It just changed it into. Just awful. Now it just tastes, smells like orange or. Look, it is better. <laughs> I guess a couple more, though, really. <laughs> there we go. I'll give that, I'll give that a sit. But we'll it's added a nice spiciness to it. With the um, the bitters, the, yeah, the gospel um, because it's their Solera rye with cinnamon, cloves, cardamom, star anise, vanilla, and orange peel. Wow, I mean that'll cover up anything, won't it? True bitters. <laughs> All right. So, what is what do you got, Ollie? What do you what, what is, what's in front of you? It's a big call. Um... So whiskey we uh, we bottled with our good friends uh, backwards earlier this year in July for Rye July. So it's right. the yep. first cast strength release from them. It's uh, a magnificent sixty two point four percent twenty cast, oh, wow. and Very it nice. is so viscous. It's it's Moorish. Um, it's a real campfire dram. I, I love it, and it's been a few months since I've uh, like I've got through the bottle, but you know I kept a bit for the end. All sold out. Very popular and, and just, yeah, great to, to go back. And, and thanks to, to Brie and Lee for, for making great whiskey down there. Yep. And consistently great whiskey. That's the thing. They, uh, yeah, they're, they're churning out a number of releases. They're, they're going strong and they're, they're going from strength to strength, aren't they? And they just won um, top single malt in Australia as well. Mm. Yeah, they did. Actually. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they took home the, the big glass uh, trophy, didn't they? Which, which will uh, be sitting on a shelf at their distillery. Congrats. And they were, they were actually overseas at the time that they won. They were in uh, Bali, I believe. So uh, 
they they found out through a text through a friend. So, <laughs> all right. That's attention. So you guys are all drinking something pretty special, and so am I. But it ain't whiskey. Because mm. I thought with whiskey tonight, that was that was no doubt. And I looked at the cabinet and what I've got there, and I thought. No, I've done each one of those. So what else have I got here? And then I thought, ooh, I'll give this a go. So this is like a whiskey. Very, very complex. Smoky. Lots of vanilla. Very Moorish. Very chewy. Mmm. I love That's the rest of yep. Definitely one of the favorites. Yeah. Mm. Another distillery which is going from strength to strength. They've just opened up their little uh, distillery bar just recently. They have. If only they weren't so bloody far away. Yeah, there's a bit of a commute. I'd love to go out and see them, but um, I'd be afraid they'd put me to work hacking down some um, some agave, and I don't think my body would take that. <laughs> Not your body with the way it gets hit with things. Oh, no, absolutely not. Oh, man. That's really tasty. Um, All right. Let's, let's kick it off, shall we? Let's, let's talk about the whiskey list. So, Ollie, um, how long has the whiskey list been going now? Look, technically 2016, 2017, that, that's kind of, you know, in, in its earliest forms, um, we, we decided to, to do a proper go at it just before COVID in, in 2018, 2019. And I've now been full-time officially one year. Um, November's my, my one-year anniversary full-time doing this. So wow. there you go. Congratulations. Thank you. And, and when, it, when it started to where it is now, it, it's, it's evolved, hasn't it? It's um, so take take us back to the very start and, and what sort of things took place and how it's how it's involved and also who's involved who's in the business. Yeah, absolutely. So just before I came on board, it was Chris and Heath and uh, another partner, Will, who, who runs yep. his own bottle shop as well. Right, great guy. And and the three of them started getting together and and basically doing whiskey and cheese pairings, tastings, bit of corporate stuff. Um, Heath's partner, May, a photographer, she was involved as well and, and, and just getting, you know, in amongst the industry and doing tastings. Um, I think Chris originally had the idea, hey, I just can't find good whiskey online, I'm starting to just Google and, and you obviously get the big retailers, but um, sort of indie online bottle shops weren't really a thing or they were just starting to become a thing. SEO, um, you know, the, the complexities of technology and just running an online e-commerce business, um, it's, a lot has evolved in the last few years, but back then it was quite hard to discover or find something. Um, and if you search, you know, a bottle, doesn't matter what it was, um, Glenfiddich, McAllen, all the usual stuff, um, you'd just get Dan Murphy's. That was the only hit on Google, pretty much. Um, and I think Nix was the only one as an online store um, who was kind of dominating the online space. And they continue to dominate um, great retailers uh, down in Melbourne there, Eric and the team. But yeah, um, Chris Heath and, and Will, you know, started up this this sort of um, mini site, which just um, 
similar to you know most um affiliate businesses they just listed um the, the, the whiskeys and you clicked through a link and it took you straight to the retailer so that was in its an original form right. um where, where i got involved is is actually a little bit your fault crafty i don't know if you remember <laughs> my memory <laughs> we, I, I i didn't know the guys i went to an oak barrel tasting chatting i met you that night and and then you asked me what my background was it and, and all that and you're like oh go go chat to these guys in the corner chris and heath and and you made the introduction it's it's, it's all your <laughs> fault mate <laughs> so I think I've um, done that a few <laughs> you know mate uh if, if you don't know crafty um he's good at pairing you up with people so you know that, that's that's probably <laughs> it's a great service so I think that was late 2016 from, from memory. And then, yeah, just started chatting with the guys and, and you know, bringing my, my sort of background in tech and IT into the mix. And, you know, we've gone for a few rounds of the business. Um, yeah, the, the first model was an affiliate marketer didn't work. Um, just as the scale, um, you, you have to be doing millions of clicks, not, you know, tens of thousands of clicks a month on a website. So we, we did a good stab at it, but... Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. It explains it, and then yeah, we we've um, decided in late twenty eighteen, you know, let's um, get together and start doing some indie bottlings under sort of our name. A few other sites have done you know similar mixes as well. So we, we did a couple of releases. That the first one we did was a Scozzi, which was um, a Ben Nevis with an unnamed Tasmanian distillery as a blend, and 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 that was a little bit of fun. Um, yeah no idea about label making or that and, and then it's kind of gone gangbusters since then we got a liquor license we launched an e-commerce site um we, we turned on our marketplace so we list over 70 um independent retailers uh we switched off dan's um just because we we, we doubled down on the, the independent strategy we, we want to support local support aussie and and then yeah in the last 12 months i've gone full-time on it chris has gone full-time on it as well um, Heath and May sort of involved still, but more as silent uh, investors, um, still help, helping out from day to day. Um, we've got seven staff um, all hired this year as well. Um, yeah, big, wow. big. Um, we've got a warehouse now. Um, we, we started up a wholesale side of the business. So we in, were the importers of the Distel group of whiskeys. So Bunahaven, Lecheg, Tobermory, and, and, and Deanston. We, we now represent um, a few Tassie distilleries as well on the mainland. So Hobart, Whiskey and Remnant, and, and a few Indies as well. So Whiskey Sponge, Decadent Drinks, and, and Highlander Inn. And always looking out on the next stuff, but we don't want to become a huge wholesaler like a Paramount Liquor or something. We we want to stick to kind of our, what we know and, and focus on the premium side and, and, and yeah, getting you know, as much great whiskey into, into bars and, and other retails across the country. But at the same time, using our, our sort of retail consumer platform as a, as a champion place to, to, to especially for Aussie distillers, to, to um, get your product known into the market. So in, in a very quick nutshell, that, that's the business today and a bit of history. Mm. Right. Okay. And during um, COVID, um, the early days of COVID, um, you very much focused on... Um, uh, tastings, virtual tastings, didn't you? Uh, as others did as well, including individual distilleries. So that was uh, that, that was reacting to the to the environment, was it? Or, or was that some, it was, yeah. Yeah. So COVID happened, um, and, and David Ligoff from the Whiskey Show he had his American Whiskey Show, I think, happening in end of March, and 
we all went into lockdown and yeah, the, he had to cancel the venue and everything. And, and basically he goes, I know nothing about virtual. You're the tech guy. Can you come help me out? So my very first virtual tasting was um, running the, the American whiskey show. And, and I had a, a guest um, from Woodford reserve there, their master distiller, um, Chris Morris. So completely thrown into the deep end of never, never run a virtual tasting before. And here I was, um, yeah, around the other side of the world, you know, one of the most experienced, um, you know, family generation of distillers, um, yeah, talking whiskey and, and chatting product. And yeah, it's been, it's been a wonderful tool, I think, during, during the hardest times of lockdown um, all across the country. And whilst, I guess, yeah, tastings and, and you know on, on back bars and going back to bars and, and bottle shops and whatnot have started again we've continued the tastings um, a lot of feedback people whether they live in the country or it could be a disability accessibility issue they can't always get to the right places we we continue these tastings and we've been running roughly two or three a week um, non-stop all year for the last two years um, plus corporate ones in the background um it's not just me. We've got Emma Cookson um, on, on the team and, and David Ligoff jumps on and helps as well. Scott Allen, who we've just hired from NOLA, he's helps out as well. So between the sort of the four of us here, we're running tastings as much as we can and, and people really enjoying the, the accessibility aspect of it, I guess. Mm, okay. Walk, walk us through pulling a tasting together. So d does it start with uh, you, d you decide... A particular distillery you work with that distillery and then you put it together or is it um is it chance meetings or is it relationships how, how does it all work how do so, you do that yeah good good question so pretty strict schedule now we we typically run on wednesday thursday nights um that seems to be when everyone's at home and you know they've put the kids to bed um friday saturday nights we, we've tried that and people actually want to go out and, and enjoy real life as well so um, look, we, we've got our brands, um, whether the portfolio companies we work with or other distillers we, we want to hit up with. Otherwise, um, yeah, even today, uh, uh, another um, New South Wales IB knocked on our door and goes, hey, I've got new stock. No one knows our product. Can we um, find ourselves a new slot coming up? So that, that's basically how it you know, can be a little bit of happenstance, can be a little bit planned. But yeah, most of the time, anyone in the industry listening in, if you want to jump on and, and organize a tasting, just drop me an email. Um, cheers at the whiskey list.com.au and we'll fit you into the next slot. Um, but that's pretty easy. Well, yeah, to, to get you up and running. And how, how far in advance are you, are you booked? Um, we're all booked out this year. Um, it's got a few more left. Um, but basically it's, uh, everyone's kind of wrapping up for Christmas um, January is a little bit of a quiet time. Everyone's sort of, um, yeah, we will maybe run one or two. We'll test the waters there, but it'll, it'll spin up again um, late February. And I've got maybe one slot left in March, but yeah, March, April, it's starting to, to book up already. So, you know, start thinking in, in May and June. It's, yeah, been a, yeah, right. been a fun time. People enjoying it. I got that email right, didn't I? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll get that up. Thank you. So, Crafty, you mentioned how, how do we actually do the tasting. So all our tastings come in these little, you know, tasting kits. Open it up inside. Time for a dram good time. And mm -hmm. we either do, you know, four, five or six whiskeys. Uh, that's an empty box. And then you can see, yeah, little uh, labels basically. So name of the distillery or the IB or whoever's done the bottling, the whiskey. And also, I don't know if people can see there. 
uh, you've got the ABV as well. And we, we've yeah. tried different mills. I did, like we've I done did the, uh, the Bakery Hill recently. Well, yeah. recently, yeah. a month a month or so ago. So we've done 10 mils, 15 mils, 20 mils, 30 mils. Um, 20 mils seems to be like you can have a sip and then you can go back again. Um, 15, um, the other feedback's been you, you can really only try the whiskey once. Um, so for us, um, yeah, working with 20 mils seems to be the most efficient. Mm. And how much on average do you think, um, how much product are you having to send out for those tastings? Uh, at minimum, we'll always break down one bottle. So one bottle, yep. you know, divided by 20 mils is, is 35 kits. Um, but yeah, that Bakery Hill one, I think we, we sent out um, close to 100. We, we've done Overeem a few times as well. And, and you know, they always 100, 100 mm. plus kits. Um, what else have we got coming up here? Yeah, the the Lecheg one we've got coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we sold 75 kits in, in, in a few minutes, so I've released another 35 kits and then I've put out another 35 kits just because the demand is there and um, people are excited. So, you know, it, it's it's a nice platform and it's scalable as well. Like you don't need to commit to a large number. You can kind of, if you've got the stock available, mm. um, yeah, the rest of it we can do pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And how, how does it all, uh, so in terms of putting it, together so basically you organize a date uh the distillery will flick you all their their bottles and then you run with it from there so you package it all up get it all out and then distillery just has to turn up on the night and talk about it yeah we we make it very easy for the distillers so we agree on um you know hard costs and and basically what the product lineup is um the dates um we do everything so from the, the packing the ticket selling uh, the Zoom tasting itself, the recordings, the YouTube uh, link afterwards, and, um, yeah, the, the shipping of the packages, we, we make it as easy. Um, distillers mm. are busy. They've got, you know, their own challenges and busy days to, to worry about, and, and you know, they, they should focus on making great whiskey. Our, our, our purpose in the market is to, to help them um, get their product out in front of as many people as possible. Mm. Mm. What sort yeah. of feedback do you get from the distillers as far as um, uptick in sales and, and uh, just clicks and numbers? Do you get good feedback from the distillers? Yeah, absolutely. So something I think we've, we've been running this tagline for probably all year now. It's um, try, rate, buy. And, and obviously on our website, um, you know, if you try a whiskey, we, we encourage you. We've just launched a new whiskey, so we can a uh, new website, so we can chat about that in a minute. But the the whole point is, come in and let us know what you like, and then we can use that information to then find you something similar that other people have also liked that you may have not tried. So by collecting all this information, similar to how Netflix will recommend a, a movie for you. Um, the technology, the premise works exactly the same, the, the recommendations behind it. So the more whiskey you can try, but you've got to give us that feedback back, then we can help you find your next bottle in your price range. Because um, there's, there's, well, we've got over 3,000 whiskeys listed on our website that you can buy um, mm. you know, through us or our in the part, you know, independent partner retailers. So choosing which of those 3,000 next bottles, you know, we can't buy and try them all. So you know, helping you steer the ship a little bit um, that, that's kind of our mission here. But to, to kind of go back to your question, people want to try Aussie whiskey. The distillers are loving the platform. And 
yes, they've got a seller door and, and we're not here to compete with their seller door or to compete with their other sort of um, sales channels. It's purely a platform to, to discover. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Bakery Hill. A lot of people have tried maybe one or two bottles from the core range, but have they tried their recent releases? So we, mm. we always say let's show one or two of the core range bottles so you get that baseline, the, the distillery character, and then let's try something new or something special or limited release. Um, sometimes um, if we've done a bottling, whether it's through the whiskey list or sort of our Facebook group, Whiskey Lovers Australia, then um, that will be included in the kit and a bit of a launch party as well. But the, the whole point is um, it's never just talking about the product that we're primarily selling. It's about highlighting the entire range and, and breadth, you know, depth and breadth of the, the distillery. And, yeah, I think people are just enjoying having the opportunity to, to try the whole, you know, it's a, it's a diversity tasting at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That was great. It was, it was certainly getting my little package of the um, the Bakery Hill. There was absolutely uh, half that I, I hadn't heard of or, or tried before. And then with the stuff that was not even released yet, that was quite uh, quite nice. Well, uh, we, we've done that. But, and it, and it, it didn't cost much either. We we run most of them at break even. It, like for us, it's getting the product into its taste on lips. Mm. You know, if, if you're not trying the whiskey, you don't know if you're going to enjoy it. And, and Crafty, we've done a couple of you now over the years. You always yep. include a new make for us because that's the beginning of where your whiskey starts. And, and it's an opportunity for the distiller to go, hey, this is where the whiskey starts. This is the story. And then take you on that linear journey um, you know, whether it's different cask finishing techniques or higher ABV or w- whatever the, the story that distiller wants to talk about. Um, yeah. it, it, it is a platform for distillers to, to use um, as part of their marketing tool at the end of the day. Sounds mm. mm. great. Yeah. And what, what have you seen as, a, as sort of a, a, an industry trend, uh, if you will, from the... Uh, distilled point of view or even from the customer point of view, what people are looking for. Uh, are you getting that, that sort of information from the site now? Yes. Um, there's quite a few trends. My favourite one, and we've been tracking it since the very beginning, is Aussie whiskey is getting cheaper as a whole. Mm. So the average price of Aussie whiskey um, two years ago was roughly around the two hundred dollar mark. It's like a dollar, a hundred and eighty nine, a hundred and eighty eight. Like it's progressively each year as is an index. Um, hmm. There's obviously going to be some distilleries that are just, you know, you, you you take out the, think of it as a bell curve, and you take you know that middle slice, and, and then you look at the the data there. We should have got Chris on. He's he's the data guy in the business to kind of explain yeah. it. But the, when we look at it. Um, We've got more, I guess, core range whiskeys coming out from Aussie distillers. Um, we're getting more whiskeys under that $100 or around the $100 range coming out. So uh, across the board, not just from the big distilleries, the, the, some of the smaller mum and dad, um, husband, wife, father, son teams are, are coming out with it. And, mm. and all that, I think, is coming together with, yes, you're going to still have your special releases, your limited editions and, and things that won, you know, win awards and, and there's a hype um, behind it, but generally the the industry, um, I guess Tim Duckett says it right. When there's a bit of a market correction, and, and we are seeing it, uh, and those market forces are coming into play, um, distillers are also getting economies of scale 
um, ignoring the whole conversation about tax and excise and all that, um, which which is you know we I'm sure you guys have talked about it to to depth uh, depth and, and that's important to conversation. But the the other market forces, economies of scale. You when you lay down 20 barrels in one year, you, that's all you got to to kind of work with in future. But if you're laying down you know, 200, 300, 1,000 barrels or, or even more, then when that whiskey comes online and has matured, then you can start passing on those savings to the consumers. And that's probably the biggest trend as a whole that we're seeing as an industry, which I think um, we should be talking about more. Mm. So the volume, I mean, I, di- I didn't think that a lot of the smaller Aussie distillers would be capable of that volume, but you're saying that that's, it is doable? I think it's it's like it, you know it's a thirty year old industry, but most you know we're, we're looking at a hundred Aussie whiskies in market at the moment. Um, five years ago, we were at twenty five, so there's been an explosion um, exponentially in terms of new distillers um, making whiskey in the market, and and you know they've gone through their first ten releases, a lot of them now, and now they're going to the they had a bit of cash flow from those first sales, they've laid down more barrels in those next generation of barrels from after that sort of that first cash flow injection um, is starting to, to come to mature. And, and I think that's where we, we need to go through a, through a couple rounds of iteration, if that makes sense to, to actually see it realized. But I think we're on the cusp of, of um, a, a trend improvement in price overall. Mm. I think the other thing you say too is there's, uh, there's a bit more age out there on whiskey, isn't there? Isn't there? So yeah. Previously, it was, you know, you hit the two-year mark and, and people were, were getting it out and getting it into bottles. Uh, now, it's, it's people are waiting a bit longer um, and people have got older stocks. Um, even younger distilleries now are releasing three-year-old, four-year-old whiskies. So it's, um, that, that's a change too. Yeah, um, we, we started working with... a. Uh... Another New South Wales distiller, Crafty, I know you are a champion of the New South Wales, um, Rod from Amber Lane. He's, I don't know if you guys ever had a chance to try his whiskey, but he's kind of kept it under the radar. He could have released it at two years. He didn't. He waited. Um, he's working with large format barrels, 100, 200 litre plus, and, and he's bottled it when it's ready, and he's now come out this year. Um, this is his first year and, and, and I think everyone's been surprised and in a wonderful way how good his whiskey is and, and he didn't do the traditional or the known route which is release you know uh, a, a two-year-old whiskey just because you know he had the time and, and the opportunity I think to, to let it mature for a little bit longer and it, it's really good tasty whiskey like highly rate it. Mm. We're hoping to get him on early next year is yeah. that right? Yeah trying for early next year. Yeah, yeah. That's, we, that's we, we met him at the, um, uh, it was Whiskey Live, wasn't it, that we saw him? Uh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah we, we were really impressed at the time. Had no idea who he was, hadn't seen or heard anything, and then one of the best things that we tasted um, on, on, the, on the day. It was great. Mm. Mm. Going, going back to what you said about the number of distilleries, uh, sorry, um, whiskies out there. How many whiskies did you do you think are out there now, Ollie? There's a hundred. We've just cracked a hundred whiskey distilleries in market. One hundred. 
Now that we've we've the the Australian Distillers Association, um, Paul says, you know, obviously he counts all distillers or spirits. So there's 400 or something now. Um, there's a lot of new ones in Tasmania. Um, I've, last numbers I've heard is like 60, 70, even 80. But a lot of them have those new ones haven't yet come online. But when we talk about a hundred distilleries who have physical whiskey that's at least two years old, bottled and sitting on a shelf somewhere to buy or buy online. Um, that's we, what we've tracked um, through our platform. So there might be a few more. I think it, every week there's a new distillery who is starting to release whiskey in the market pretty much. And, and I think that's, that's so cool um, to be in the industry now and to see, um, you know, you have used to wait, you know, a couple of months or even a year before something new and exciting came out and then, Oh, have you heard of this? I've I've lost track now. It's it's kind of impossible to, to keep up unless you um yeah you hear it from a mate or someone go try this and you know, what is it? Oh, this new distillery. I'm like, where did this come from? And and I think that's that's a really cool thing to be in. Mm. Uh, I, I totally agree. It, it's it's at that stage. I mean, I I know someone who buys uh, first releases, and whenever I hear of a new distillery that's about to release, I'll send them a text and go. Oh, have you got this one? Oh, no, haven't got that one. Okay, thanks very much. I've given up <laughs> because I don't, I don't know now. I don't know what, what's out there. There's, um, there's a lot of new distilleries, a lot of new product coming out. But the interesting thing also is, is it's not just core whiskey. Ones that are coming out, uh, and it's been like this for some time, are making gin and making liqueurs and making vodka. And the, so they're, they're almost a one-stop shop, um, which is, is quite different, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's quite a unique situation there. I was chatting to someone from Scotland the other day, and they're saying Scotland is starting, well, a lot of new Scottish distilleries are going to do the gin path first, which was sacrilegious before. Like if you're a whiskey distillery, you only do whiskey. And yeah. they're now looking at the like the, the new world model and, and taking lessons from the Australians on how to launch a new distillery. Others are doing the, the IB route first before you launch your distillery, which you did yourself crafty. So um, I think, yeah, uh, ignoring the quality and stuff, um, you know, if, if you can make, if your passion's different spirits, like you don't need to bog yourself down and just focus on the one thing, like do what makes you happy. I think that's the main thing. And so you've obviously, your focus with the website uh, and the business is whiskey. Have you been tempted to uh, broaden to other Aussie spirits, rum, for example, rather than obviously gin, there's a billion of those. Um, but the Aussie rums are certainly coming up and there's more and more of those being released. Have you thought of branching out a bit? So we, we did some tests in the last two years. Um, we, we do list some other spirits on our site, but just hasn't been our focus. Um, there's a lot yeah. of other, like you mentioned, there's lots of gins out there. There's several gin marketplace. Um, I know yeah. Caroline, run the gin queen, um, she runs obviously her, her stuff as well. Um, so there's a place, I think, for everyone and, and Rather than I think becoming uh, and and you know a blunt tool, knowing a little bit of everything, um, having a focus and, and doing it really well, I think is important to our core values. Not to mm -hmm. say like in the last six months we've started including a couple of rums in our virtual tasting kits. We had an IB a couple of weeks ago, and and we snuck in a rum, and and everyone was like, "Why are you giving me a rum?" And I'm like, "Well, try it." And then they're like, 
oh my god this is it's a perfect crossover dark spirit if you like good whiskey and you know you can try good rum we're, we're not talking bundy here we're talking about yeah, either old world, you know, Caribbean stuff or some of the new rums that are coming out from Australia. There, there's some sensational stuff. And mm. I, I do see us branching out into other spirits. Um, we're just going to do it a little bit slower and, and, and in a good tactile way where we're going to do it right, if that makes sense, not not rush into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've had a question come in from uh, William Rule. It says, uh, how many will cease with the gin or uh, liqueur path? Once I have ample whiskey product coming online, that will be interesting. Do you know of anyone who's done a gin or a vodka and then launched whiskey and then ceased a, a product line? Like they've invested a, no. a massive amount of capital. They've they've done the branding, the labeling, um, the marketing, <laughs> expanding their channels into you know other retailers and and whatnot. Um, even like market stalls every Saturday at their local markets. Like if you take away a fan favorite and your base has been your gin or, or a liqueur or whatever, that, that to me feels like, yeah, but it's just cutting from scratch again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Some people like a sea change, but, uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's a distiller out there. I don't know that who, who might just take it on the, on the backseat and they'll, they'll always have it, but they might not actively promote it. Um, yeah, keen to see if there's anyone out there doing that, but I, I don't see it happening um, from a business sense. It doesn't. I don't think mm. it makes sense. Mm. Unless, no, unless it's a product which is just not selling. Yeah, or, or it's incredibly difficult to make, and uh, decided not to continue. Um, I, I'm thinking of um, uh, Blackgate. What was that liqueur that they made? It was. Uh, not not come quite. It wasn't come quite. It was um, a native uh, was, one, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was such a bitch to make. And I think <laughs> they were quite happy to discontinue it after a while, and just, <laughs> just focus on the whiskey and the rum, which they make exceptionally well. Guangdong, <laughs> Guangdong, Guangdong, Guangdong. Thank you. Yeah. So. Ollie, you've got your finger on the pulse and what's happening in Australia as far as whiskies and, and and cask maturation and that. And when when you look at it, you know it's not that long ago. It was bourbon cask, it was port cask, it was sherry cask, and that was pretty well it. There wasn't much else. Um, and then wine cask started coming into it, and then. Um, you know, ex -bar uh, beer barrels and that, and there's, now there's just an explosion of of different types of uh, casks or cask finishings. Um, I think I see on your back shelf. I could be wrong, but is that a whiskey isolation bottle in the back? Yeah, I've got two of them there actually. On, on yeah, just somewhere there. Yep. So the latest one uh, matured in a cask standard format, and then finish off in a mulberry um, cask. I mean, that's 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 really interesting. You're seeing more and more of that sort of thing happening, aren't you? What's your take on what's happening in cask maturation? So for me, like personal taste aside, um, I think we just got to go back to the basics of like what is whiskey? And as long as you tick the boxes that it's, you know, 
whether it's you you have an American style or the Scottish style of barley or rye or whatever it is, you, you, you mash it, you ferment it, you distill it, and you don't add other things to it like hops, which technically makes it a, a beer or a beer ski, which I know there has been experimentation, but if you 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 do you make your new make using barley or rye or, or you know mixed grain, whatever it is, or even corn, and then you mature it under the rules, the legislation for minimum two years in Australia, and then you bottle it as whiskey. That I think you've got to stay true to that. Then how you mature it, whether it's a finishing or full maturation or or blending or doesn't matter. Like I think we as a country with our legislation being so flexible and and, and go crazy, experiment, have fun. I think that's the only way we'll, I think, come up with a, a potential nation's flavor, whether it's a regional um, dialect, like, you know, wines from the Hunter Valley are different to the Adelaide Hills. And, and you know, they've been doing it for 100 years. And, and, you know, today people write about it and go, I can tell what the difference is. Maybe in 100 years' time, you know, we, we may only be known as the wine cast country because we use so much of it. I don't know where it's going to go, but I think, as long as you're making good whiskey as a starting point and then you don't, you know, push the boundaries, explore, um, you know, we, we've got the legislation, the rules here, you're not, but just be truthful. I think the transparency, um, if you've done it in a tequila cask or you've used a stout cask, like put that on, on the label and, and, and say it's been, you know, finished. Um, you don't need to say it's been finished in three months or six months, just finished is enough. But, if you've um, fully matured it in, in, in something different, um, then and tell that story. I think as consumers, we're interested. Yes, there's a lot of jargon out there, but, you know, platforms like the Whiskey List, we, um, our, our purpose is to try and help you navigate what that jargon is and, and explain it. But if your label says, you know, it's ex-bourbon in, in, in a musket cask, uh, like the, the King Lake version of um, Whiskey in Isolation's release number two, he tells that story and you know exactly what you're buying. And if you don't know, you can ask, you know, Justin on the website or his Facebook, or you can go to another retailer or another distiller and go, what does this mean? And goes, it's on the label. There's a story. And, and I think that in itself is, is what the consumers need. Um, but yeah, go crazy with, with these different cast maturation. Mm. Does that make it difficult for you as, um, as a, as a portal categorizing? And, and sorting everything. Um, have you had some weird curveballs come out? It's like, I don't know where to put this. <laughs> um, it's whiskey, but where do I go? <laughs> in the day, everything's just a spreadsheet. Um, the, the question is, we can categorize it, but if no one knows what it is, they don't know what to look for, then how can they find it? If you've made something so obscure um, and, and it's the first of its kind, like I applaud you for the innovation, but if then yeah. no one knows what to look for, we can list it exactly what it is under its naming convention. But if you go, like if you don't, if you're typing in, we don't have a category called weird whiskey. We probably should. You just give me an idea um, of things that are, are yet to be um, discovered. But yeah, if you don't know what you're looking for um, and, and it, regardless if it's our platform or, or just even a Google search, um, especially on Google, like whoever has the best SEO wins, you won't always get the most accurate answer, um, as you know, Luke. So for, for us, yeah, having the opportunity to do tastings, whether it's in person, virtual, and, and exploring some of these new stuff is great. But, yeah, if you don't, if you're not promoting it, if you're not doing the marketing and you're just focusing on, on, on just making weird, interesting stuff and no one knows about it, then how are they going to look it up? 
Um, yeah. you got to have, it's you know, the demand has to be it. there. Yeah, it's certainly not a case of make it and they will come. Uh, you do have to uh, get right in front of people's eyeballs and explain them why they need to buy it and try it. But I would be interested, certainly, in a weird and wonderful whiskey section. Uh, that would be quite interesting. Mm. Uh, just for the shits and giggles of it. We'll make it just for I you, Luke. filling yeah. up that section. Oh, he's got his own section, which rightfully so. He, he, he's the, the the king of that. Absolutely. I was just going to mention Bogan Burnout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently it's better now. And we should get a bottle. It's good. I'll, I'll bring it out to the shed. Very good. Uh, well, not before you give me some. I was we, we had we had a chance to try the uh, what is it holy holy sheep shit holy sheep shit that was that was sensational that's just uh, barley yeah. smoked with uh, sheep shit if I yeah. recall correctly yeah. Yeah. yeah I just love telling people about um, kissing a stranger <laughs> yeah yeah and then French kissing a stranger um, people don't believe it <laughs> you know, that's revolting but. Alluring. <laughs> Interesting. So the new website, how long has that been up and running for now? Uh, about a month now, actually. It's You blink and time goes past. But, yeah, it's been um, a long time. All this year, sort of been working on it in the background. And we said it needs to be live in time for sort of the, the Father's Day to, to Christmas selling period. And, and so we said, let's just get it out in, in its form. And, and then there's a few missing pieces we'll, we'll fix along the way. But done is better than, no, live is better than perfect, if that makes sense. Uh, in the tech world, we always said. Absolutely. Websites are never finished. Uh, there's always improvements and, and fixes and changes and tweaks to be made. Um, that's certainly one of the things that I tell the majority of my client, well, every one of my clients, you can sit there and you can fiddle with it for for years and never be 100% happy with it. But at some point, you have to pull the trigger and get it out there and then work the rest out later on. So, yeah, I feel the pain on that one. But it looks yeah. great. Yeah. So, yeah, ton of ton of new capability. The, the big thing is um, actually leveraging being a logged-in member. So it's, it's free to join, but you, you get a member's dashboard and... All, all the right information, upcoming events, um, your, all your ratings, um, you know, that that's kind of version one of the members' dashboards live. And then we were hoping to build a lot more community features um, over time. Um, even aggregate data to, to show where people are, are searching, what are the trends? Like I can tell you right now, um, any day of the week, the top three searches is Hibiki, Springbank, and McAllen. Um, mm. Are people interested in what are the top 10? I know at the end of the year, we always do like a top 40 of, you know, the most interesting searches and, and what's popular and whatnot. But we're tracking all that information. And I think um, showing it in real time, what the trends are, um, mm. might inform people to to make some more. Or, or if data is data, it's how you present it to make informed decisions is you know, I think uh, an important part of what we do differently on our platform. We're not uh, just a traditional retailer. We, we try and bring the, the industry and the community of indie butlers and, and, 
and other independent retailers together, other distillers, and then help people discover something um, that they would otherwise not yet be looking for. Um, that's that's kind of the essence behind our platform and all the tools, all the features that we built into it is to help you on your path of discovery. Mm. There's certainly a lot to discover in there. Mm. Would you so say how, that... How, how do we get onto that discovery list? Is that by just um, subscribing to the website or... Yeah, just, um, just sign up. It took me about three seconds to sign up because I logged in with my Google account and I was in. You're in. Too yeah, easy. Don't, don't like tech barriers. You can sign up with Facebook, Google, um, normal email address. It, if, if it's too hard to use something, people won't use it. Mm, definitely. Definitely. That's no, great. And so you've also got in there the ratings and the watch list and those sorts of things. Um, we've seen with, um, uh, with breweries, Untapped has uh, obviously got a, a, a large following with people putting in their ratings and their descriptions and photos and everything of, of the beers that they're drinking. Um, are we heading in that direction for whiskey, do you think? Do we consume enough to do that? Short answer is yes. Um, I think generally when, when you're a regular whiskey drinker or you're on the online communities, everyone refers to whiskey base, which is the largest um, ratings uh, platform based out of Europe, though. And they don't have a big database on readily available whiskies, all category whiskies in Australia, especially Aussie whiskies. So for us, um, mm. we not only have the largest collections of Aussie whiskies being rated, but um, the, the largest in Australia, at least. Um, and, and that's been a hard slog. We've been doing it for almost two years now. Like you struggle to get 10 ratings in a day. Um, mm you know, uh, uh, two years ago when we first launched the feature, but um, we're getting at least 10 ratings every hour or every half an hour at the moment, like people jumping on. And yeah, it's, it's a very popular feature. And um, we had what, something like 25,000 ratings last year. Um, I'm, I'm having the latest data in front of me, but again, this year we'll do a summary of what people have been rating and, and collecting and, and, and watching as well. Um, the feature to watch is quite simple. Everyone's clicked. Uh, please let me know when the next uh, Springbank allocations arriving into Australia, <laughs> and and then you'll get an email when it uh, gets uh, tracked on our website. Um, that, that's it's such a useful tool, I guess, in that regard. Or sometimes people just watching it to wait until something becomes back in stock um, across the board with any whiskey category. So. Um, or for a price drop or something like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's impossible to follow every single bottle online, but we, we try and make it a little bit easier for people. Mm, mm. No, it's very cool. Very cool. I need to go through and, and add all my bottles in, I think, and, and rate every single one of them. And then I'm interested in your, uh, your recommendations. It gets... We've, we've done the maths. Like, you only need to rate somewhere between 12 and 25 bottles for it to right. start getting a little bit freakishly accurate. Wow. Okay. Um, obviously, like, give us a mix and, and, and be honest. You can't rate 25 whiskeys or five stars because yep. the, the system is going to be like, 
okay, everything you drink, you love. Therefore, I'm going to offer you a $50 Glenfiddich or, or, or Glenlivet under, under that premise. Um, but if you're honest and you're like, you know what? A two-star is a two-star. Three is a great. Uh, a four is um, amazing. And only and, and maybe you never rate anything five because five is that unicorn whiskey. Some people will like that. Um, that that diversity, that range is where it actually helps some um, run it against other people's ratings. And if... If yeah, Crafty really enjoys smoky whiskey and 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 sweet whiskey, and then um, same as as Todd, and then yourself, you've never had it, or you've only had one, and you've rated it as four stars. It will look at your mates as well and go, you know what? Um, they're they're liking that sort of stuff, and then it'll rate you a similar whiskey that you haven't told the system you've tried before, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, we're getting a bit of feedback. People are like, but I've had it. And I'm like, well, the system doesn't know yet. So you need to tell the system that you've had that whiskey and whether you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Um, and the more you educate the system, the, the, the smarter the recommendations are going to be. Mm. What, you're not psychic and you can't figure out, like you're not scanning what's in my background there and <laughs> seeing how much of a bottle I've, I've consumed already? What, like, thought you were technology. <laughs> Mate, when 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 we when someone invents it, that's the very first thing we're gonna build. It's like when you you, you talk to a friend about something, and then <laughs> it pops up on your your Facebook feed or your your Insta feed, and you go, "I've never looked search for that in, before." Yeah, who's listening? Who's listening? What the thing is, I generally end up buying it, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm I'm going to have a problem because I went into um to start rating all the Hobart whiskies that I've tried, but I can't remember all of them because I've had literally all of them, and they all blur into one now. So that's going to be a problem going back and doing the archive. So something that's not live yet. New bottle. Mm, he does. He does. What was I was going to say um. We, we're about to, like, we've got the news section, we've got a distillery map and, and, and a listings of all the distilleries, but we're starting uh, to, to publish what we're going to call featured brands. And in there is going to be a proper write-up, some photos, uh, even a bit of a timeline or history of the distillery. Um, but then we want to get to the point where there's a, what was going to say, like a catalogue of an, an archive of all the releases. So easy, uh, three across the board. John, John Jarvis from... Hobart whiskey says, "Yeah, just average it out across the board. Three, I, I probably would have gone a little, a little higher, but whatever, whatever. You're the, you're the boss there. So let's <laughs> just say not a bad one. <laughs> Never had a well, bad one. I can't, I can't remember whether I had a bad one because at the time that I drank them all, I drank them all. So with John, with John, John so, with John. So yeah, with John, with John at at the distillery. Yeah." And I don't remember who we were talking to that, that day either. No, that's because you and John were having your own little party off to one side. Right. <laughs> there, there has been John, – John is one of the most humbling and, and giving people in the industry, like full props mm. to, to John. And, it's, yeah, it's a pleasure working with him and, and, and into the new year. But, yeah, we, we're hoping to have a, a section on our website where you can look up a brand and see the entire historical archive of their bottlings. It's going to be oh, wow. a momentous mission. 
Uh, I'm scared uh, to attempt it. Thankfully, I've got you know great people on the team like Emma Cookson. She's she's been working on it in the background. So we're hoping to have at least twenty to thirty um yeah distilleries um you know next few weeks months maybe um uh, live and and we'll start small and we'll add it over time and then we'll be asking the community to please help us fill in the gaps because realistically I know you know like. Tim Duck has released over 50 Heartwoods. I, I can't remember all of them, but I, I, you know, he's way plus that number. But everyone at some point used to remember the first 50. And then at some point it just yeah, became too, too much to follow. And, um, yeah, there is no single source online to actually Google and go show me the historical release of every Aussie whiskey that's ever been released, whether it's an Overeem or a Lark or a Sully's or, or anything in between, um, or even the guys at, like Bakery Hill has been around for for. You know, the first um, mainland distillery and do we remember all their releases um, over time as well same as lime burners and, and all the starwoods um, there's a there's a Facebook group of starwood lovers um, who actually have a spreadsheet and the community have got together and created this amazing list and they actually go online and look for all the starwoods released in San Francisco uh, Le on the whiskey in France or the German releases and they fill this this community spreadsheet that they keep it live. Um, which I think is really cool. Um, the fact that a distillery has such a cult following of, of, of their lovers, their fans who actually go to that nth degree to, to keep tracks of it. And, and then when something rare and old and, and discontinued pops up on auction, they all share it and go, hey, look at this um, in case anyone's missing it for your collection. And, and it's that community feel is really cool to see. Yeah, that's amazing. They do, they do do good whiskey though, absolutely. <laughs> that helps. It does. <laughs> so, so you've got the uh, the the history timeline, whatever you want to call that feature coming in the future. What else is coming up for the site? What do we uh, keep an eye out for? So we we've been testing this um recommendations engine for a little bit um in beta the the last few months. Um, we want to release it in its fully fledged form. We don't know what it is yet. We're just still getting the data and we need more people to come in and rate their whiskeys to, to not only build the intelligence of it, but um, go through the cycle, like sign up for it, give it a go, um, buy the bottle, try it, and then come back and say, you know what, it was good or not, and then tell it. Um, if it was wrong, like tell the, the AI basically powering it that it was wrong. Um, we've got our own version of um, Siri or Alexa and, and, and let it know if it, if it got it wrong. And, and we need to go through those couple rounds of iteration again. Um, you know, version one of anything's always going to be, um, you know, okay. And then, you know, version 10 is going to be amazing. So we, we just mm. got to help them um, accelerate its journey. So that's, that's something um, yeah, Chris has been incredibly passionate about. It's his baby the, the last few yeah, years, I think, uh, on paper. He's always, you know, dreamed to build it. And now we've got it in sort of a beta form and we're testing it out to, to see how we can, um, yeah, imagine you could log on. And, and, and you tell it a budget, tell it a frequency. I want something in, in every two months and, and set and forget. And, and basically it arrives at your doorstep and it is a whiskey that you would have never expected to buy. You didn't have to look for it. It just sends it to you. Um, you unbox it and you, you try it and you're like, holy crap, that, that was an amazing pick. How did you do it? That's kind of where we want to go. It's not going to be like that tomorrow. That's probably a, a five, 10 year vision, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the main uh, call out there is get in there and rate. The more data you have, the faster you can get the thing released 
and uh, and refined. Yeah, it's like refined cycle. Um, we don't track any personal data. It's like it's just bottles. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, whether you you've had it, you you want to have it, or or you you've drunk it and and you want more. Um, so you know we're we're not doing anything notorious or nefarious um, with, with any of that data. It's just how do we um use it uh, for the collective good to to help you discover great whiskey in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Well, that'll be uh, my job now. Go through and write some. Then I can. Then I'll get on your beta list. Exactly. <laughs> I think uh, if, if Chris is watching, he's probably going to send you a, a recommendation in the next hour. Excellent. <laughs> I like new toys and gadgets, and I like breaking things. That's good fun. Yeah, it's uh, important. It is absolutely. If you haven't broken it, it means you haven't tested it properly. That's the tech speak. Yeah. So, all right. So we've got the whiskey show coming up in twenty twenty three. Jesus, we are that close. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Uh, and in terms of other tastings that are coming up. Uh, I was just about to go in and find those. Which ones are not sold out? Uh, Top okay. shelf. Yep. So we we basically bought five k worth of old rare whiskies. There's a, a forty year old blend um, that contains uh, Macallan apparently in it. Um, there's a couple twenty year old Ardbegs and, and a bunch of other cool stuff in there in Old Bunahaven. So we we've gone to the, our good friends at the Whiskey Exchange in the UK. They they've done their annual releases for their version of the Whiskey Show, and that that's the top shelf premise is let's buy whiskey that I I really enjoy and want to drink, but I can't afford a thousand dollar plus bottle. So let's let's break it amongst friends uh, and let's you know pay for it at a break even price. And yes, it's a it's a pricey tasting, but it's um way cheaper than buying the bottle yourself. And it's an opportunity. Again, people are really enjoying them because they get to try something that they may never even get to see because most of these bottles don't see, you know, the light of day in Australia unless it's a private collector or some of the, mm-hmm. the, the good whiskey bars, most, you know, the, the whiskey and almond or Elysium or, or you know, those kind of guys, um, Baxter's, et cetera, get it in. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we're left without um, trying it. So, yeah, the top shelf some are always a good bit of fun. Um, there's a, a break-even Lecheg one, which is all the distillery exclusives from the last few months. Um, there's a few bottles of that left. And if there's time and, and time permitting, I'll probably do maybe one or two more virtual tastings. Uh, let me quickly show you one of the cool... While you're looking for that... I'm looking through the uh, the whiskey exchange super rare bottlings, and Todd, I can see an Ardbeg twenty there. Oh, cool! I think it was twenty five. Yeah. That's what we so, so, so twenty will be well, well worth a go. <laughs> Inside jokes. Sorry. Yes. Well, I'm still paying for it. So we've yeah. been doing a bit of distillery deep dives of old rare bottles. So uh, I've pillaged David Ligoff's private collection of Ardbegs, but all his old ones. So there's a Galileo in there. There's the Ardborg. Uh, where's, where's my camera? Uh, Supernova, uh, the first one. So, wow. Yeah. 
We're, we're going to go crazy. Uh, what's the point of like having whiskey on a shelf collecting dust? Um, you know, we, we, we eventually want to get to it and drink it. So um, this is an opportunity to, to open it up and, and try it and drink it with friends. So uh, keep mm-hmm. an eye out for that one. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll try and get it out in the next few weeks. Um, December and Christmas is coming around quickly. But, yeah, that one I'm looking very forward to, to tasting because, yeah, they, over the years they've, um, their committee releases have been legendary and, and, and people chase some of their stuff at auctions and they pay crazy prices and, and we've got an opportunity to, to try them and thankfully to the, the generosity of um, David for that one. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, I'm subscribed and I will look forward to the email on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, um, there'll, there'll be always new Aussie tastings, um, Aussie distillers, um, yeah, all, all kinds of cool, fun stuff um, coming out um, in, in the near horizon. We'll take a short little break for Christmas and then get straight back into it for next year. Awesome, awesome. Well, we have just uh, hit the hour mark. Uh, and it's uh, probably one of our latest episodes for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so we might wrap it up there, but please, everyone, jump onto the whiskey list, uh, subscribe. It does only take like three seconds to click and you're in. It's super easy. Uh, start rating all your bottles because I want to see that data and I'm going to go in and smash out some ratings uh, tonight, I think. Um, thank you very much. Uh, Ollie, for joining us, taking the time to, to join us after on the back of one of your own tastings. What was tonight? Uh, we did North Star tonight. So, yeah, North this is the second uh, stream of the night. But, um, yeah, great, great independent butler, North Star, making some great whiskey. But that's why we do it, to, to, great, mm. to drink great whiskey. Absolutely. What else is there in the world? Yeah. Todd, Luke, Crafty, been a pleasure. Crafty, we, we've come full circle. I, I mentioned you introduced us at the beginning, so thank you again for uh, you know happen a bit of a chance happening. It feels like a Hollywood movie. Uh, if we ever did one, uh, you, you, you'd feature the you know front and center in it, and, and look forward to you know working with you guys in, in the near future as well. Um, come on, come and join one of our tastings. Um, Crafty, I don't know when you've got your your next batch of whiskey coming out, but um, we'd love to have you on board as always. Thanks, mate. 2023, we'll have, we'll have a few more so we can mm. actually line up some whiskies. So, yeah, no, that, that sounds good. Appreciate it. Maybe we can do shooting the shit tasting with some of our favourite friends. What's that? It'll be the shittest whiskies. It'll be... Uh, shit whiskey tasting. Yeah, it'll be good. We need to figure that... We, we need to chat offline and figure that one out. Um <laughs> We have had a question, who is our next guest? And it is always difficult to say because... 2BA. It's fluid. Yeah. Crafty's our scheduler. Couldn't you tell? (laughs) He booked them all up 12 months in advance and now everyone's going, I forgot about that. (laughs) No follow-up. Yeah, yeah. Right, just it'll it'll happen. It'll happen. So we we there's someone in the calendar. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a couple more for the year. Yeah, yeah. they're in the calendar. We've got we've got one for the first of December. Um, and um, I like their stuff. If we're able to get them. Um, and then, oh, scheduling fail. 
the next one that's booked in is the 22nd of December. So, um, that's such a better image of crafty. We should have more of those ones. Yeah, that works well. What do you do? I mean, typical, really. Thank you very much, Ellie. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Greatly appreciate it. Please like and subscribe. Jump on the whiskey list and make an account, start rating, and, and obviously buying whiskey as well. I mean, that's the whole point of the thing to buy whiskey. The prices are really good. Um, from what I've been having a hunt around there, I'm well impressed. And uh, yeah, thank you all, and we will see you all shortly. Maybe, maybe next two weeks. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Thanks all. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks everyone at home.